All right. Well, I just found out that I sat here talking to myself for 15 minutes and my dog, Chip, uh, while I thought I was broadcasting audio. That was not the case. So for anybody who watched 15 minutes of my mug just miming things, I apologize. We're going to try it again. Uh, we'll probably make this a 10-minute video. I'm actually in our mastermind group with our mastermind members. I popped over there and everybody let me know that the audio was not working. So we're going to try it again starting right now. So hello, everyone. It is Thursday, September 30th. I'm Mark Hodge. I hope you can hear me now. And I'm head coach at Rockwell Trading here with your stock market update, always covering what you need to know as we approach the trading day in 15 minutes or less. Now, in that great video that I did earlier that nobody could hear, I mentioned that before we get started, there's a little known fact about these videos. And that is we no longer have annoying ads popping up in our videos. And that's because we want our followers of our channel to get what they want watching our YouTube videos. And that's what's moving the market and valuable trading insights and tips when watching our Coffee with Markets videos. So if you like that there are no annoying uh, ads popping up at mid-video, then hit that like button and subscribe to our channel. I, I guess it's kind of an ad in itself, but when I heard from Marcus that that was a decision he made, I thought that was great. I know that some people have shared their appreciation for that because we just want you to be able to watch videos when you join our channel and check out our stock market update. Now, let's go ahead and let's pop over, see what's going on in the market. And yesterday, stocks were mostly higher, uh, but it really wasn't too exciting here. The S&P up uh, two-tenths of a percent, but if you look at a five-minute chart, the five-minute chart shows that it really just kind of found a range after the open. There's Chip walking around now that uh, he's you know past his 15-minute window <laughs> where normally he's laying down being quiet. Uh, so we'll see if he gets too excited. But anyway, uh, here we see that the S&P really just kind of stuck in this range. And after all things were said and done, the S&P trading near or end of the day near session lows yesterday, but because we started higher, we finished up two-tenths of a percent. Dow, same situation, same chart. The NASDAQ was a little weaker, ending the day slightly lower. I think that was four days lower for the NASDAQ. Now, if we look at a weekly chart, the week's looking pretty rough for uh, all the indices. The NASDAQ is leading the way lower, but it is the end of the quarter. And the end of the quarter looks like the S&P, unless there's a, a substantial drop today, the S&P should close higher for the quarter, uh, up about 1.4% heading into the open uh, this morning. And closing higher, if we are able to close higher, that would make it six straight quarters in a row, which is the longest winning streak since 2017 when the S&P saw nine winning quarters in a row. The NASDAQ and Dow, uh, their quarters are a little more up in uh, the air, depending on where we finish today. But unless there's a substantial sell-off, the S&P should be finishing the quarter pretty strong, even though it's been a rocky week. Now, let's go ahead and take a look at the economic calendar here. And there were a few things coming out pre-market. We have final GDP up a tick, so 6.7% versus a 6.6% expectation. But unemployment claims came out higher than expected again. So 362,000 Americans filing for unemployment last week for the first time. This was higher than the 333,000 expected. And the third consecutive week 
that unemployment claims have ticked higher, uh, which is uh, not the trend that we want to see here. Uh, but right now, it is what it is. So Fed Chair uh, Jerome Powell is testifying again, uh, this time testifying before the House Financial Services Committee. So uh, today he could be in the hot seat. On Tuesday, he did admit that inflation was sticking around a little longer than he had anticipated and that supply chain concerns were were definitely continuing and not letting up. So we'll see if there's anything else that uh, gets the markets going or anything that he shares that would be significant in his testimony. Now, in breaking news, it's 86 days until Christmas. I know some of you love that and some of you are going, oh my gosh, how are you talking about Christmas before uh, October and Halloween. You're welcome. <laughs> now, Majority Leader Chuck Schumer said late Wednesday that the Senate has reached a deal to avoid a government shutdown, but the deal won't include raising the debt ceiling or a debt ceiling suspension, which that deadline deadline is October 18th. So you would think that making a deal here so the government doesn't shut down tomorrow would be a good thing and the markets would be loving that news. Not too excited, though, and I've mentioned it a couple of times. Some people thought I was crazy for saying it, but the you know showdowns in Washington tend to be good news. And I'm not saying that uh, it's not important for the government to not shut down, but it doesn't seem to have a carryover into, into the market like you might expect. And uh, I saw this data from LPL Financial. Uh, they said that the latest shutdown began at midnight on December 22nd in 2018. It ran for 35 days until January 25th of 2019. It was the longest in U.S. history, and the S&P was up 10.2% during that period. So the S&P actually rallied while the government was shut down. So just in general, you know, just like I didn't expect it to really have a huge uh, impact on the market if a resolution wasn't made, but now that a deal seems to have been made. It's not really moving the markets right now. So let's look at a few individual stocks here. Let's go to Bed Bath & Beyond, BBBY. So BBBY getting hammered pre-market down 28% here. Now they reported, and I mean, you look at this chart. This is an ugly chart. It's interesting because it's almost like the pandemic saved the company. They were just in a, a downward spiral from highs here in 2015 uh, to lows here in April of 2020. And then this one rallied, uh, but pre-market taking a pretty big hit. They reported a steep drop in traffic uh, in August. And the CEO said that the well, there's the opening bell. We'll take a look at what's going on as, as soon as uh, we wrap this up here. Uh, the CEO said the retailer is dealing with industry-wide supply chain complications, which have been pervasive. So three more stocks I want to quickly show. Let's look at CarMax, C-A-R. Nope, I could spell the name of the company, but the ticker is C-M-X. Let's try that. There we go. CarMax is breaking down pre-market after reporting worse than expected earnings, but it looks like maybe with the open, is this today's open? No, I'm on a weekly chart. That's why. Let's go back to a daily. So I haven't got the first print today. Nope, not yet. Uh, it was down pre-market though. There we go. Look at this. Uh, first print of the day coming through, down almost 10%. 
Uh, so they reported worse than expected earnings. Company missed by 18 cents. Also, revenue was higher than expected. Pre-owned sales were up 6.2%, and analysts were expecting 7.3%. Um, I'm going to skip the others because I want to get back to our mastermind group and look at what's going on in the open, look for some trades here. But since both Marcus and I are in Ride, I want to talk about Ride because this does apply to the group because I know some of us are in it. I'm in it. Marcus is in it. Others in the group are in it. Lordstown is going on a ride pre-market up 7% after reports that the company is close to a deal to sell its Ohio factory to Foxconn Technology Group. Now, this deal would give Lordstown a much-needed cash infusion, so that's great for Lordstown. While the Foxconn ownership is interesting because this Taiwan-based company is launching its own EV platform, and they have a manufacturing deal already in place with Fisker. So Ride is up 12 per, 12%. And this is that breakout that I was looking for. We had this range and, and just kind of getting stuck up here around 8 bucks a share. But at least early on in trading, it looks like this one's making a nice little move. Can it finally get back to these highs? We will see. We will see. Uh, so I know the stock market update was a little shorter than normal because of the tech issues early on. But I need to make sure I, I take care of our mastermind members now that the markets are open. Uh, for those of you who like the video, even with the audio issues at the uh, early on, give it a like, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Until then, happy trading, everybody.